and welcome to episode 34 of the Cinefessions podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Brandon Shawan, and joining me tonight, we have Chris Ranson. Chris, how are you? I'm good. Excellent. Did you have a good Christmas? I did. Awesome. And we also have Ash Collins. Ash, how are you? I'm doing good. Awesome. How was your Christmas? Oh, excellent, because I actually had two days off in a row. It was amazing. Hell yeah. That's awesome. So... What cool things did you guys get for Christmas? Anything at all? Um, I, I got, uh, well, I haven't gotten it yet, but I got the certificate for a massage because I've been hinting for like five months now that I want one. So, <laughs> so awesome. yay! And I got a gremlin scarf from Mondo. Very cool. Um, did you, you said uh, that Jeff really liked his iPad? Yes. Very good. I think he uses it more than I do because it, it, okay. it counts as like a household gift is how I was, you know, because it's a $600 item. Right. So, and, and he was getting a trip to New York City. So I was yeah. like, eh. But like, we just synced his iTunes onto it. Okay. Because you can only really have one. You can have two, but you can't sync it to a computer and it gets weird and wonky. Mm. But I, I might sign in with mine just to put a few of my games on it, but. He plays different games than me, so it works fine. Okay. It's not like I I haven't like started any like RPGs or anything on mine. Right. So. But before I gave it to him, I was like, you need to download this game. It's on sale and I want it. He's like, why do I need to download it? I'm like, just do it. <laughs> just download this stupid game. Okay. <laughs> oh. And then he's like, I just thought you're just being weird. So I did it and just didn't think any more of it. I'm like, very good. Very good. <laughs> What game was it? Um, it was one of the Hitman games. Oh. Like one of the, I think it was Hitman Sniper. But I've been playing like Rayman Adventure, which is a new Rayman game for it. Okay. Which is, it's just like all the other Rayman games on the like iPad and all of that. So. Gotcha. And then been playing Tomb Raider Run. Is that just like Temple Run? Yeah, basically. Okay. Very good. What about you, Ash? Did you get anything cool? Uh, I got a lot of stuff. <laughs> awesome. uh, too long, too long to list. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hmm? yeah. The one I, the one I've gotten immersed in is Fallout Four, though. Okay, very good. Which, yeah, which is an issue. <laughs> I spent more time building the fort than I did actually playing the game. Yeah. So far, so <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I haven't. I need to dive into it. Haven't, uh, haven't started it yet. I did all those purchases on Black Friday, like all the video games, and I haven't like really touched the video games since then because that's just that's just how I go. It's what I do. Waste money. But very cool. Yeah, I got my projector hooked up downstairs and wow, it is fucking amazing. Everything I'd hoped and more ever since I was in high school and my buddy had a theater room. With a big screen in it. I've wanted one ever since. And man, oh man, it has delivered. It's fantastic. It took us like five, six hours to get everything hooked up right on Saturday. And it sucks. Actually, I meant to call it today and totally forgot. But my screen is supposed to be an automatic screen where you just, it's like, a you know, you push the button. There's a remote for it and it goes up and down. But it uh, was clearly damaged on shipping. And so it is not working, unfortunately. The motor turns, but the rod on the in the side of it doesn't turn at all so the screen doesn't move up or down so it's stuck down but i mean it works perfectly fine nothing wrong with the screen just the rod doesn't turn 
And so I'm going to call them. I meant to do it today, but forgot. So I'll probably do that tomorrow at work and see if I can't get them to ship me out a replacement and then uh, just swap it out. It should be good to go. But it's incredible. We were watching um, uh, Godzilla. We didn't watch the whole thing because my parents ended up coming over. But we watched that in 3D and it looked pretty amazing. And I'm using, this is active 3D as opposed to the passive 3D. So I had to buy the more expensive glasses and you have to like charge them and shit. And we didn't really charge them beforehand. So they kept dying throughout the movie, which was annoying as hell. But <laughs> that's how it goes. But I guess I'll dive into that a little bit more when I get to my, when I talk about what I did this week. But we'll start with you, Ash. What did you end up doing this week? Anything at all with the, with Christmas? Um, we had family over and, uh, yeah, my wife made an awesome dinner and we've been feasting on that, um, <laughs> the last, like since Christmas day. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I will be probably continuing to eat that for the rest of the week. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, other than that, we did a gift exchange and stuff like that and hung out and that was about it. So cool. nothing, nothing terribly exciting. Have you done anything media related besides play fallout Four? <laughs> um, I did get my letterbox caught back up. Oh, very good. Uh, which is cool. And I knocked off um another film off of my watch list because I noticed it was on Netflix. Uh, Rays. Oh, okay. Did you like that? I hadn't seen it before. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, it was not quite what I expected. Okay. Um. But no, the the fight scenes were pretty brutal, which is the focus of the film, and they're completely realistic. So, and that part of it works, but it's just like, wow, yeah, kind of messed up. It's like all the <laughs> um the 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 characters are are stunt girls, right? That's what the actors. That's what they are. Right? A lot of them are. Yeah. yeah, I know the one girl is kind of the um, Tarantino's main stunt girl from a lot of his films, if I remember right. At least she was in um death proof mm-hmm. but very good yeah i actually turned that on for a couple seconds while i was testing out my trying to get my projector set and everything but i didn't i didn't watch it at all but awesome what about you chris what did you do this past week you know i had three days off and then like i worked today okay and then i worked and then i was off today very good and i really don't know what i did <laughs> um i went to the movies i went and saw star wars again okay IMAX for you just so I could get the poster. And I found out it's poster number two of four. And apparently, because this makes a lot of sense, AMC decided the Sunday of release weekend they would have an exclusive poster. Yeah, I saw that. Cause, and when I went to it, I, the p- people next to me had the poster. And it was kind of a green one, I believe. But I was like, where the fuck did you get that? But I didn't, uh, I didn't pick it up. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, poster one is supposed to be orange. Poster two is green. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I'm, I'm like, flipping your, uh, the picture and what you yeah. sent and what I saw. Yeah. But I'm like, why would you have it on the Sunday? Why wouldn't you do something for like opening night? Why wouldn't mm-hmm. you do? But it's AMC, so whatever. I've been talking to their people yeah. on Twitter after my first Star Wars experience where they turned the lights on before the movie ended. <laughs> and then when I saw it again, that didn't happen. They came on, you know, just after the credits started. Yeah. So, which is normal. Hmm. So the manager lied to me. Right, exactly. And I just can't wait till they like fire this guy because he's awful. Hmm. Like that, it's it's probably the worst theater I've ever been to. Yeah. And I only go because it's right there, and we have the Stubbs card. So mm-hmm. I think it's like ten dollars for a year. 
and you get $10 back for every $100. Okay. So, I mean, I've been there 30 times, according to my Swarm app. You know, and you drop, we'll say, if me and Jeff are gone, which is almost always, it's usually $10 to $20 on a ticket. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you have like $15 in concession, and that's just for a drink and popcorn because they jack all their prices up too. Right. So your free upgrade from like medium to large is still more expensive than a large at, say, Cinemark. Hmm. Jeez. So go figure. But I found out we have a Regal. Oh. It's like maybe half a mile further. Okay. I've never been, so I have a, we got a gift card for Christmas. So cool. I was told, go check it out. Because, I mean, we constantly have problems with them, like, either coming in, like, during the credits with the lights still off and start cleaning. Right. Especially when there's, like, stuff like mid-credits and after-credits stuff. Like, mm-hmm. a Marvel film, they shouldn't come in and do anything, but they do. Hmm. And that's just rude. And they don't, they're not even quiet. They're, like, walking around. Like, first, how do you clean in the dark? <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> that's my thing. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> and then it's just rude, because... I mean, it's not busy. It's like a Tuesday afternoon and mm-hmm. there's no one around and you're, you have to hurry. But yeah. Star Wars was crazy wild, busy. Um, which was, I was surprised it was nine o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. Yeah. But it was almost sold out. And then today I oh. went and saw the big short and no one was there for that. But <laughs> everyone was for Star Wars, which was almost sold out once again. I'm like, Jesus. Like that's crazy. That's crazy. It's it's a Monday. Right. I think it's Monday. Yeah, Monday. And it's like packed at mm. nine a.m. Wow. It's gonna be like that for weeks. Yeah. But that's the IMAX, so they're dropping ten to fifteen a ticket. <laughs> Jesus. It, it, they said it was the first, the quickest to one billion, right? Ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. So, it, but otherwise, I, I just I ended up watching some Blu-rays I had laying around that I haven't gotten around to so i watched like mad max fury road which i think wasn't as good as the first time okay just i was like eh, yeah you maybe lie. my Liar. maybe my ADD <laughs> needed to be kicked in i watched aladdin there was something else i watched but i don't remember hmm. but yeah it's been pretty low-key we went to his parents on christmas eve and we went to a friend's house on christmas day okay then he's kind of worked and yeah, I may have lied to my work so I could leave to go see Star Wars early yesterday, <laughs> and then I'm just going to make up the time on the holiday so I get time and a half for that. There you go. Hour I cut out early. That's cool. But now I'm like, because we're going to go see Star Wars tomorrow in real IMAX. Okay. So that'll be awesome with like the big dome, right? Where your seats are tilted. That should be sweet. Now I'm like, I don't know what next week, next Sunday's poster looks like. So I'm like. Will I go see it for this poster? Because I looked online, and it's like twenty to forty dollars just to get the first stupid poster in the set. Since man, I'm pissed. I missed. I didn't get it then. <laughs> it pisses me off. Yeah. So I'm like, damn it, because I'm like, if all four of them are cool, right? Then it'd be cool to have like all four frame. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know, because hmm. I think this one's Finn. Okay. You can't make out who the character is. The first one was Ray. But I'm like, who are the other two going to be? Is it going to be Poe? Yeah. Maybe this one's Poe. I, I think Poe is a useless character. <laughs> it's hardly in the movie. So What? Hardly. He's useless. Just because he's gay. No, no, whatever. no. Phasma. Phasma was useless. Yeah. <laughs> we're going that route. But I don't even count her as a character. 
Well, from what I understand, Poe was actually going to, you know, croak. Uh, like in the opening sequence, like in his escape sequence, that was originally the plan. Huh. And they liked the, they liked him so much that, like, in their chemistry and everything, that they brought him. They basically brought him back to be the ace pilot later on. That was a slow Star Wars spoiler. I'll probably have to edit out, but that's all right. <laughs> uh, oh, now come on! I think I think it's okay now. It's been like a week and a half. Yeah, that's true. But there was no warning. Well, it'll be over two weeks afterwards, anyway. up. Yeah, but it, it's just funny that people like cry about stuff. People were like, "There's like forty plot holes in a new Star Wars movie," and it's just like, um, you don't need an answer for that. Like, mm. it was just stupid stuff. Like, why is there a first order? <laughs> why don't we talk about it? Why do they keep building giant circular objects in the sky? <laughs> Why is there always a weakness? Why does Blank learn how to use the Blank, 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 Blank? <laughs> well, considering what they had to go through to exploit said weakness, I don't think that's really a weakness. Right. <laughs> yeah. But then it was just kind of convenient that, you know, Blank until it was Blank and Blank and Blank with no Blank, 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 Blank. <laughs> so there's all kinds of things. Oh. And then, but, you know, someone on Twitter was going on and on about something. I'm like, blank can use blank, so blank, because blank, 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 blank. Uh, that's a very good argument. Daniel Craig. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. So you were talking about theaters. We have, uh, do you guys have Imagine by you at all? No. no. Okay. That's that's my favorite one. That one's the best. It, uh, it's just really nice, really, you know, really comfortable seating. They go back. The seats like recline a little bit. Uh, and you can get alcohol there, which is always a good thing. Um, yeah, our AMC just allowed alcohol. Oh, okay. But it's like $11 for a beer. Oh, jeez. That's ridiculous. So I'm like, eh, just sneak my own in for that price. Right. But I got a gift card for there. Bridget and I did a $50 gift card for there for Christmas. We got a ton of gift cards for Christmas. Um, a lot of f- restaurants, which is good. So we'll be at Chili's and Olive Garden quite a bit, which makes me happy. But... um. Yeah, so I don't know what we're going to see. I really want to see The Boy, which comes out January 22nd, I believe. Um, Is that the one about the puppets? Yeah, and you know. That one looks good. Puppets, yeah. That should be be cool. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. I really want to go see Star Wars again. I haven't done it. I looked, and they're not playing at IMAX by me, which upsets me. Like in real dome IMAX, but um, so I just have to see it in regular, you know. I'll probably do 2D this time because I did 3D last time, but. So you're going to, I was going to say ghetto IMAX is just like, it's so silly that they even call it like IMAX. I know. But I think, the, okay, so I have one story left. Mm-hmm. So when I'm there, when I went to see the big short, which is a movie about like, um, the banks going under and all of that yeah. in 2007. So before it started, there was only like 10 of us in there, but there was this old, old guy there, you know, like probably like your grandfather's age. Yeah. And he's sitting there and a, and the previews were awful. They were the most bizarre previews before this kind of movie. But <laughs> the Zoolander 2 pre- preview comes up. <laughs> and it plays through. And it ends. And he goes, what the fuck was that? <laughs> like, seriously, what was that? Just to himself. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's me in five years. <laughs> in five years. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. That's awesome. But, 
Yeah, he was not having that movie. <laughs> Which is it, the movie's stupid, but there's this stupid scene where they come out him and whatever the other guy's name is. Owen Wilson. Yeah, that guy. So they're there, and he has like old on his shirt, and then okay. Owen Wilson has lame, <laughs> and he's like. La May. <laughs> I don't know why, but that cracks me up every oh. time. I I thought the trailer looked pretty funny. I mean, it, they're definitely stupid movies, and I'm sure that you know the first one's dumb as hell. I'm sure the second one's gonna be dumb, but I just I laugh, so it's good enough for me. But it should be. I don't know. I probably won't see it, but I, I do. I did laugh a few times in the preview. So yeah, no way I'll see it in theaters. It was like guilty laughing too. Like I felt dirty doing it. <laughs> Uh, like I cringed after I laughed. <laughs> I'm like Justin Bieber's in it. Yeah. I'm like why? Yeah. He sure is. It's good for him. But yeah, that, all the previews were. I don't even remember what rest of them were, but nothing remotely similar mm. to what I was sitting down to see. Oh, the new um Russell Crowe and uh, Ryan Gosling, whatever the decent guys, the good guys. I mean. It, there's like boo. It was the red band, red band trailer too. Oh. There's all these boobs and tits and effings. I mean, we're seeing an R-rated movie, but like people were bringing their kids to the big short, oh, okay. which for the record has <laughs> boobs and the f-word. And but I'm like, hmm, I feel sorry for that boy alone with his mother up there, <laughs> as there's all these boobs on screen. I'm like, good god, oh, man. I just felt embarrassed for him. <laughs> Because he looked like he was like 14, 15. Oh, yeah. Dragged there to his mom to an educational film. Right. Which I didn't realize the movie was by the director of like Anchorman. Really? Yeah. I, I, I didn't know that either. I was surprised. Huh. But it was really good. Cool. Yeah, I want to see that one. It looks really good. And it's the field I'm in. And so I'm interested. But... Oh, it's amazing what, what they did. Like, I never knew what they did. Yeah. But. They basically like these bank, like all the banks and all these people. They didn't check like credit scores, or they didn't, didn't even care if you had a job. <laughs> they basically lied on all the applications, like every single place. Yep. And then they just kept lying and li- like everything was a lie. So some people had like six houses, no credit. Right. And then, and it, it was all. And then when it would fold in, it would just build it into something else. Yep. And resell it. <laughs> <laughs> And then they just kept building these piles of unsellable shit. <laughs> yeah. And label them as like really good. Like it was just crazy. <laughs> but the movie does this thing. And my favorite person on Letterboxd, Silent Dawn, <laughs> gave the movie a 54 out of 100. How you come up with a 54, <laughs> I don't know. But he does. Uh, and he's oh, like, so crazy. the movie is just so stupid. Like, but, uh, So basically the movie does these things where it stops. Breaks the fourth wall. Oh, wow. Says, basically says, you're retarded, and we're going to break this down for you so you understand what we're talking about. Yeah. So the first time it does it, it's some, like, hot, probably Playboy um, centerfold. Okay. In, in a bubble bath. Nice. Drinking champagne. And she's looking at the camera and basically breaking it down for you in the most basic of terms. Mm-hmm. And then it does it like four times in a movie. Like mm. Anthony Bourdain comes out and does it. <laughs> Selena Gomez comes out. Nice. So, but it does those things. He was just affected by it. Like it just hurt his brain. 
He gave it a 54 out of 100. God, I hate that guy. <laughs> and, and, like, I read his reviews and he gets, like, 84 likes. I know. Or 160 likes. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, but he has, like, 9,000 followers. Jesus. Yeah, that would do it. That's... He's like the Scott Weinberg of Letterboxd, <laughs> or whatever the hell that douchebag's name is. Oh, that's one of the many reasons I don't really use Letterboxd anymore. It's just filled with people like that. Yeah, I just post my stuff and use it to keep track of stuff. I just I ignore a lot of other people's reviews unless it's a movie I was just looking around for. But I like to there's... read reviews before I type stuff up. But it's always his uh, fucking review. I always see his review. If it's something new, yeah. his review is always there. <laughs> <laughs> it's always one of the six or it's something stupid like queef like that's the whole review and it gets like 90 likes I'm like, oh. yeah there's a there's a, a, a troll post my my son posted on a blog on, on uh, tumblr and it was a bunch of facebook screenshots of this guy trolling this idiot and this guy was talking about um he was talking about fight club he's like perfect movie i give it a Five out of seven. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You just said it was a perfect movie, and you gave, gave it a five out of seven. And he's like, oh my so god, wait. are we talking about Renton? Yeah, well, no, it's, it's different guys. Uh, and he's like, so in your world, a five equals a seven, and a seven equals a five. <laughs> and they yeah. just like go back and forth, and it's freaking hysterical. It's <laughs> funny, but yeah, yeah, he, they that that just reminded me of that. I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to forward that to you guys if I can find <laughs> it again. Because the, it, yeah. he just, he spent, like, all of this guy's time, like, trolling this dude on Facebook. Like, they apparently know each other in real life. Mm-hmm. And he just, like, mocks him. Like, at one point, he he, uh, he wishes uh, this woman posts that her daughter just had a 17th birthday. And the one guy that's an idiot uh, replies, you know, it's a great time. You know, you wish her a happy birthday for me. And then the troll guy replies with, hey, wish her a happy 15th birthday. <laughs> that's awesome uh, yeah it's beautiful oh my god yeah uh, some of the posts it goes up with are fantastic oh man anyway um yeah i i like i said i got the, the protector hooked up uh and watched half of of godzilla and then um we're trying to find something else to watch and we just decided to start on the 100 and uh ash has recommended that to me in the past and uh, i really like it so far we're five episodes in we watched five episodes last night gonna watch some more after we're done here and um it's good so far it's if you if you don't know what the 100 is about listen a couple episodes back as ash had a really good explanation of it but essentially these uh, this group of 100 um they're juvenile delinquents they get sent to earth um, this is like 96 years or 93 years after earth, like had like a nuclear war or something, right, Ash? Yeah. And, uh, so yep. they're up on this arc and, um, they're kind of running out of oxygen. And so they send these juvenile delinquents down seeing basically as, as guinea pigs, seeing if they're going to survive or not so that they can, you know, land the ship. But, uh, there's a lot to it and it's really cool. And that's, uh, wasn't it canceled? No, no, no. It starts January twenty something or something like that. Twenty first, yeah, January twenty first, yeah. Yeah. So my uh, wife and I were geeking cool. out over the trailer for it. It's really gory. Oh uh, yeah, it is. I like it. Yeah, yeah. They they get away with a lot of a surprise actually. Yeah. 
There we go. There we go. Chris, binge season one and two. I'll finish season one and two. God. And then January 21st, we start our new podcast, season three. I don't, okay. I don't know. It's an option. See, I, I, we're, we're still trying to figure out what the hell we're going to do after Ash versus Evil Dead finishes up next week. And so, you know, always up for listener com ideas. Throw them our way. Comment here. Email me. Contact us cinefessions.com or hit us up on Twitter at PSYMAN1 or at Cinefessions. And uh, let us know any ideas that you'd want to hear about going forward. Um, because we're just not sure what we're going to do yet. We might try to do a, a film series, which is an option. Might do another TV series. Uh, not, she's not entirely sure yet. So we're still kind of debating about it and trying to figure out what to do. Um, did you guys have any other ideas over the past week at all? Anything that sprang to mind? No. Yeah. Me either. So we'll just keep talking and figuring it out. But All right. So before we jump into the review of Ash vs. Evil Dead in episode 9. I just want to make an exciting announcement that next week we are going to have our first, uh, I don't even know what you want to call him, just a guest host, I guess. Um, he'll be a guest next week and who knows what happens in the future. Maybe he'll have fun and want to keep coming back. Uh, maybe he'll hate us all and never talk to us again. I don't know. but <laughs> We'll see what happens. Um, but it is uh, Mark Nadu, and I'll have him say his name correctly next week because, frankly, I don't know if I'm saying it right. But he's a Twitter friend of ours who is really big into horror films, video games, and uh, just basically everything that we're into. And he's loving Ash versus Evil Dead. And so I invited him on for episode 10, which will be um, episode 35 of the Cinefessions podcast. And we will be reviewing episode 10 and kind of going over our, our final thoughts on season one of Ash versus Evil Dead next week. And we'll be talking about the Evil Dead remake. And so he'll be on board for that. And he actually just messaged me today. He's like, hey, do you guys use uh, microphones? Because the Blue Yeti was on sale. And so he ended up he ended up buying the Blue Yeti. I was like, no, you don't have to do that. I'll send you my old Blue Snowball. But he's like, nah, I'm, I'm buying this. And so, and so he's got that coming to his house. So he'll be ready to go next week. And we are very excited to have him on. And hopefully you guys will uh, enjoy his presence, as I'm sure we will. So. I hope he sounds sexy. Yeah, I know you do. I hope he has like a sexy Canadian accent. <laughs> I hope he says eh a lot. Oh, man. Good. Chris is here to just make wait, it. Just wait possible. for next week. <laughs> just wait. But, all right. So, one thing I asked you guys to come up with were some uh, media-related New Year's resolutions. Uh, obviously, you know, the new year is coming up in just a couple of days now. Hitting Friday will be January 1st of 2016, which is exciting. And so I always like to think of what kind of things I like to do for the following year. What are my New Year's resolutions, but in the world of media? So in what we talk about here, as opposed to, you know, losing however many pounds and whatnot, which is always important too, but not really what we're talking about here. So were you guys able to come up with anything? Yeah, my three are lame, but yeah. Good. Hey, <laughs> lame is, is still good in my book. Chris, did you come up with anything good? Sure. Excellent. <laughs> I'm sure you Sounds did. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> All right. So we'll, we'll touch on those at, uh, at the end of the podcast here. But for now, 
Let's dive into the reason we are here, and that is to review episode nine of Ash vs. Evil Dead, entitled Bound in Flesh, directed by Tony Tilsa, T-I-L-S-E. Okay, so episode nine picks up exactly where episode eight left off. We get this really cool opening shot. It kind of uh, is looking right down on Amanda, and it spins around as we get closer, and she's just laying there dead in the antlers. And to Pablo and Kelly are, are looking on in horror. And then all there of a sudden, only, go ahead. I'm sorry. Thing, there was only one thing I didn't like about that shot. Okay. Her blood looked fake as hell. Oh, I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, it just, it, I don't know whether it was the color of the floor mm-hmm. offset with the color of the blood, <laughs> but it just, it looked like, uh, it might have been an homage too. I don't know. Uh, but it looked like, um, the 70s Italian horror red. Oh, God, I can't remember his name. Uh, the guy who directed Suspiria, what's his name? Uh, uh, Fulci? Uh, Argento. Argento. Yeah, it was Argento red. Yeah. It, was, it, it completely threw me off. It's like, this is a perfect shot. What's wrong? Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I honestly didn't even notice it. I kind of went through this episode pretty quickly because I was cr- crunching on time. Um, but I didn't, I didn't happen to pick that one up. Did you notice that at all, Chris? No. No, it didn't bug no. you at all. Okay. So. It might be my computer. <laughs> too, I don't know. Yeah. So we get this, the situation that I kind of expected this, which Ash is the real Ash. And so they're kind of standing there and Pablo and Kelly are, you know, wanting to kill the evil Ash, but we don't know which one's which. And so they start saying things about. Uh, Pablo and Kelly's past that, you know, theoretically only the real Ash would know, which turns out to just be bogus because they both know a lot about, they both pretty much know the same damn things. And so eventually at one point, Ash says, just forget it, just shoot both of us. Then I don't have to deal with this anymore. And so then they shoot the other guy and it looks like they've made the right decision. And um, so we get evil Ash is now dead. And uh, it's back to the trio again, and they're going to try to figure out how to stop this evil once and for all. All right. So Ash is uh, getting ready. He's going to destroy Amanda's body. And um, then the campers come in that we met in the last episode. They come up to the cabin. It turns out Brad got them lost, and they're trying to stay there for the night. But they turn him down, and they say, Ash says, there's a lot of bodies in here. And Kelly's like, uh, animal bodies. That was pretty funny. And so they're like, well, what, can we just stay in the front yard? But Ash pulls this conference and is like, you know, this isn't going to happen. They're all going to turn into deadites and they're going to be on the night train to kill Adelphia. And then Kelly says, with stops in Choklahoma City and Diami. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Uh, uh, just the way Ash handled it. And then Kelly's response of, yeah, I thought you'd like that. I thought it was really funny. I thought they did a really good job. Uh, I love, too, how Ash is like, he's talking. He just has his hand over his mouth. And the other two are standing there talking normally. Yeah. You know, the whole thing is just like, oh, my God. You guys are not subtle. <laughs> it was really funny. And so, anyway, they decide that they're going to, that, or, well, Ash decides that Pablo and Kelly are going to take the, the campers out through the back way and get them out of the woods. And so Pablo and Kelly lead them away and the blonde's trying to figure out what's going on. Cause she doesn't buy it. She knows they're not veterinarians or whatever they said they were. And so she's trying to figure out what it was. And she says that, um, you know, if he didn't have a girlfriend, she'd find a way to get it out of him. 
And this, so basically this is when Pablo finds out that Kelly told the blonde that he had a girlfriend. Um, they hear a noise and they kind of grab hands as that, that scene ends. Then we get back to Ash and he's, he's cutting up the, um, the other, his other body as just the two of us plays in the background, which was perfect musical choice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so the blood from the evil ash starts to pool and it eventually gets over to the Necronomicon. And there's just some really cool shadow play in this scene, which I thought, which I enjoyed. Um, but anyway, the Necronomicon, he st- starts to come alive and talks to Ash and it says that burying, you know, burying me would be a mistake. Burying the book would be a mistake. And he tells, um, the, basically the book says, you know, if you, if you, Ash, if you bury me, you're going to stop being a Superman and going back and you'll go back to being a stock boy. Um, this book is what makes Ash special, but Ash isn't buying it and he eventually tosses him in the fridge. Now I thought for this part, the CGI was pretty solid for a talking book, but I think later on when we get the book, I thought the CGI looked pretty shitty. See, but that's just it. If you watch the making of, yeah, it's not CG. Which part isn't? Uh, well, the, uh, the face actually talking, they actually like had animatronics for the face. Oh, maybe that's so why the, it looked good here. So but there's a there's a point at the toward the end of this episode where it had like it looked like really bad CG. Uh, it that might have been I don't know because yeah. like they like, actually showed it like they had like the manipulators and everything the eyes and the mouth and everything they added like a glow effect to the mouth though because oh. that's not on the prop. But oh, that's cool. What did you think of the book, Chris? Uh, it looked good. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't. I don't think I noticed any like inconsistencies. Okay. But I kind of tuned out near the end. I stopped caring. Oh, okay. I was like, <sighs> we'll get there. Yeah. So, uh, Ash goes back to cut up Amanda and promising that he's going to be modest while he cuts her up. And he's like, well, maybe just one more look at those. And he steps out and she's gone. And so we go back to uh, Pablo and Kelly again. And uh, Pablo confronts Kelly about telling the blonde that he had a girlfriend. And he asks why. And basically, she said that she doesn't think that the blonde is good enough for her. And it's not a good time to get involved in someone given the situation. Um, so they hear a noise and they start shooting at it. And it turns out it's just a raccoon. And so they start going again and they hear another noise. And they're trying to shoot at it again. But instead, the husband and wife, the, the wife says that his husband, her husband's uh, in forestry or some shit like that. And so they don't want her. They don't want Pablo and Kelly to kill the innocent animal. But. As they're arguing, Amanda comes from behind and like sticks her arm right through the brunette's torso, the wife's torso, which kills her. And uh, the hello pussies line, that was just fucking hilarious from Amanda. I thought Amanda looked fucking amazing as a deadite and did a really good job. At, they did a really good job with her. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And so we get uh, Amanda using the bodies as a shield as Pablo and Kelly shoot at her. And then eventually she sticks her hand through the husband. And, um, th- that scene was really gross and really well done. I thought the scene, like the effects were really good for that scene. Would you agree? Yeah. What did you think about this scene, Chris? I, I liked it. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it's where everything is just like, Oh, this is where we're going. And, this is kind of where this is probably right when I started losing my interest and my focus. Okay. So I was like, we, we've seen it, we've done it. Repeat, rewash. Mm-hmm. We'll get to something later. Yeah. So we get, um, she throws the bodies at Pablo and Kelly and kind of 
it says, you know, you're next to, to the to the blonde, and the blonde takes off running through the woods, but eventually Amanda catches up and drops down in front of her. Uh, Pablo tries to rescue, comes to the rescue, uh, but Amanda grabs him by the neck and before he can shoot her. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, in jumps Ruby. She jumps right in and saves Pablo, and she takes out her knife, but Amanda, um, she turns back into, like, the pretty Amanda and distracts her long enough, and she ends up getting away. Um, so... The blonde's hurt. She has a bone protruding through her leg, which I thought looked really good. Um, Pablo bandages her up, and um, Ruby starts chopping up the husband and wife couple. And I liked um, Pablo's trying to like impress the girl. They're talking about how Ash is like the only one who stands in the, in the way of the monsters. Um, and Pablo, and then Pablo goes to the girl. He goes, "And me, I stand in their way all the time." I thought that was really funny because <laughs> he's just trying to impress her. And so Ruby eventually tells them to take them to Ash. And so they set off to go to Ash. They get to the cabin. Ruby um, is trying to get Ash to give her the Necronomicon, but he refuses. And he's telling her that uh, he's going to bury the book. But Ruby says it's not going to work. Um, and so basically they just go back and forth about why this is going to work, why it's not going to work. Uh, and their banter back and forth I thought was really funny. Um, and eventually Kelly's in a situation where she could totally kill Ash until Kelly steps in and kind of separates them. Um, and so Ash huddles them all together and they eventually come to this, you know, decision that they're going to, um, uh, trust, basically trust her, I guess. And they're going to do what she said. So they, um, go into the cabin and Ruby gives her the dagger. what they call the dagger? The Kandarian dagger. Yeah. And, um, he starts to cut into the book and rip the cover off and the book's bleeding. Um, and it looks like flesh when they take it off, which I thought was really gross and really cool. Uh, but Ruby tells him to give the book to her, and then she'll, you know, basically take ownership of it, and the ritual will be will be complete. And uh, so he finally gives it to her. And I just wrote down that this is not going to end well. And so we'll kind of rush through to the ending here. She starts uh, saying something in their language. Things start moving around again. Eventually, the 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 book or the face of the cover of the book comes up starts floating and kind of attracted to pablo's necklace and sticks itself onto pablo as a mask and pablo can't get the mask off um ruby keeps talking ash is like you don't know what you're doing give me the book back and she just throws him into the wall like it's nothing and says of course i knew what i'm doing i wrote this book and episode nine comes to an end so chris let's hear your thoughts Uh, i just hated this entire like ending revelation whatever it is the the <laughs> the book cover jumping on pablo's face looks ridiculous <laughs> just stupid just terrible and then I, I don't quite understand her having written the book i'm just going to assume it's whatever is may or may not possessing her at this time yeah that's what i think it is, she came out of the flames unharmed i think she got Whoever Ruby was actually got killed and something else has taken her over her body or whatever the case is. It's kind of just, it just kind of just went like, this is what we're going to do. We're just going to follow these lines. And then even watching like next week's preview, it's kind of like, I mean, let, let, let's face it. Blonde chick is just a body to be killed. Right. In the final episode, unless something else happens. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure all three of our heroes will be fine. That's my prediction, but no, it just, I don't know. It bored me because I knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I guess before it all happened, and it just kind of it was just hitting all the notes. 
like mentally in my head. I was like, eh, that's where it's going. And that's when I lose focus on stuff. Okay. I don't, I felt, I feel like I, like I expected her to be, you know, bad at this point, just given what we've seen coming up to this point in this episode. But I don't know. I thought they handled it well. I thought they handled, handled it in an interesting way. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure what else would have been uh, a better option. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like the Scream Queens finale. Like that that show had a horrible final episode. Oh, really? I won't. I won't Jeff Jeff gave up after ten minutes. Now he's watched oh, wow. every episode, huh. and he's like done. Oh wow! Like it's handled so badly. Hmm. I mean, this isn't quite that bad, but this wasn't the final episode. But we'll right. see. Hopefully it, it ends better, I pray. Okay, and what about you, Ash? What were your thoughts? Um, I liked it. I I, I figured as soon as the campers showed back up, well, hell, even the preview from last week where they had the campers, and I'm like, yeah, most of these guys are going to die. Right. Um, uh, so I wasn't too surprised when they started dying. Uh, honestly, after watching the preview for next week, I'm not sure that Ash is... Uh, might be the only one to walk away from this. Uh, if anyone walks away from it. Yeah. I mean, they do have a season two plan, but you know. Right. I, I don't know. I, I, I have a, I don't know that, I don't know that Pablo's going to make it. I think, uh, I don't know. I think Ash is too screwed up to actually like, you know, fix it. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I intentionally avoided watching the, um, preview for next week, just cause I don't want to be, I don't, I want to be as surprised as possible, I guess. But yeah, I, I don't hope know. they do one of those awful, like fan vote things where like you choose the fate of the characters. <laughs> those are always fun. Oh God, that would be ridiculous. That would be great. They should do that. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I don't know. I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was uh, a funnier episode than uh, we've had in the past, I don't know, a couple or few. Um, so I, I like that aspect of it. Uh, I like that Ruby's back and uh, is doing something interesting, uh, but we'll see how that how that concludes. Uh, I don't think that she was this evil thing the entire time, but I think she was, you know, killed in that episode and was brought, you know, or her possessed in that episode and and has being brought back now. Um, so we'll see if anything comes of that in in the final episode here, but. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I enjoyed this one as well. And uh, I cannot wait to see how they're going to uh, wrap it up here, at least for the first season. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, who's, who, who makes it and who doesn't. So I'm excited to get to that and to hear Mark's opinion on the whole series and to hear you guys' opinion on the finale. So last we talked we mentioned that we expected the ratings to go down last week for episode eight. Well, I do have the number. Um, episode seven was the highest episode yet at 452,000 viewers. So what do you think episode eight did, Chris? Did it go up or down? I, I say down. Okay. What about you, Ash? Do you think it went up or down? Uh, um, I think Star Wars is killing it, so I'm going to say down. Yeah, surprisingly enough, Star Wars did not hurt it that much, and it went up really? to 465,000 wow. viewers, which is, again, the most that the series has had. So that's a good sign that it's getting uh, stronger each week instead of instead of dropping, 
like Scream TV series did. So it'd be interesting to see how that goes. I don't have the numbers for episode nine yet because it just aired on Saturday. So we'll get those when we talk about episode 10 and uh, see how that kind of concludes. So we get the figure they they also offer the free stars trial with Amazon Prime memberships. Oh, okay. So they're probably gaining a lot from that. Right. Right. That makes sense. And I also know it airs earlier. It gets weird because other places get it before it airs here. Oh, really? So I don't know if it's available earlier. Like on the, sh- I don't know, but huh. I know, I know if you look online from like shady places, yeah, it, it, it's actually available hours before it even airs. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I don't, I don't know where it airs first, but huh. Okay. Probably in Australia or something. <laughs> so technically 12 hours before it airs, it's already available. Right. All right. So that is episode eight of Ash versus Evil Dead. So before we wrap up this week, let's talk about some of our New Year's resolutions in the world of uh, media. So, Ash, let's start with you. What are you, what are your New Year's resolutions for 2016? Well, I only made three because I only wanted three. Not getting murdered by my wife would be number four. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, uh, so let's see, number one, uh, watch at least four, four films that I haven't seen a month. Okay. That's a good one. So through Netflix. Yeah. So at least one a week, uh, that I haven't seen before off of Netflix. Um, number two, uh, and I know this one's attainable because I'm about to do it this year. So I think I can do it again next year, yeah. uh, is watch at least 300 films within the, within the year. Oh, wow. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm like two movies within that. So nice for this year. So and that's with all the TV shows I've been watching <laughs> and everything too. So I think I can do that. Um, and then number three was finish uh, platinuming uh, Mass Effect on PS3, which I haven't done yet. I'm still like probably another sixty to seventy hours away from finishing that. So oh, okay, is that the first Mass Effect? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Those are good ones. I already platinumed. Yeah, I already platinumed. Yeah, I already platinum two and three because uh, I played through on the hardest difficulty setting on both of those because okay. you don't have to play through and unlock them like you do with Mass Effect One. So that's the only reason I haven't actually platinumed it yet is because you have to actually unlock the stuff. Okay. So very cool, excellent. So I like those. Those are really good ones. All right. What about you, Chris? Well, before I get all excited about it, my friend Alex, who has that weird name on Twitter, yeah. Just sent me a link that apparently you can get free Rock Band 4 DLC oh. by visiting the Scruff website, which is a gay hookup app. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, what? That's hilarious. How random as hell is that? Wow. Uh, I don't know, but now I need this free, free songs. I already have like 580, and that's without all the DLC being transferred over yet. Wow. So, um, for me, um, I'm actually almost at 400 films watched for the year. Wow. I think I'm like three away. Wow. And, uh, but, um, so my goals are, um, today I was sitting here going, I wish I had a game that had like a plot that I could like finish or play. Yeah. And then I came up with nothing. I have 560 unfinished games and probably like 500 of those I've never even like opened or touched or started. Wow. 
But <laughs> I want to finish. <laughs> I want to finish um, Dragon Age Inquisition, which I haven't touched in over a year. Okay. And Alien Isolation, which I haven't touched in over a year. And uh, The Evil Within, which I haven't touched in about six months. So those are already over a year old. Yeah. From when I started them. And they're they're bigger games. Mm-hmm. And I want to just finish them. Cool. So they'll probably take more effort than, you know, I'm really thinking. Because, like, Dragon Age, the reason I quit was I was in the middle of, like, a quest. I was at the end. And then it glitched. Hmm. And, like, froze. Oh, okay. I was like... I was like, ugh. And I just never <laughs> went back to it. Yeah. Um, the second thing is I want, I have 120 films on my watch list mm-hmm. on Letterboxd. Okay. And, and, and they range from things I think I need to see to my, I need to see everything in the theater. Mm-hmm. And obviously I'll never be able to get all of that down because every week new movies come out. So every week new movies get added. Right. But I want to get it, I want to get 60 of those watched off of that list that's already on there okay because i have i i have 60 of them either i have them on voodoo on my computer on dvd on blu-ray but i have them i have perfect access to them without it and i'm actually going to cancel my netflix oh really for for a month oh so I, I just don't have time okay and, and why pay for a month when i don't i'm not going to use it oh. i'm only going to get it in february because i want fuller house Oh yeah, because I'm that kind of person. Fuck yeah, you should be that kind of person. Just That's a judge good kind me. of person to be. But like, I haven't watched like the newest season of Orange Is the Black. I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new season of House of Cards that came out like last February. I haven't watched it. <laughs> Just sitting there. They're and- doing new. Ad- they have the new ad. Cracks my shit up because he's. They're doing it like he's running for president, <laughs> and so so it's like it's Underwood 2016. But uh, his Twitter icon is FU2016. Crack <laughs> <laughs> my shit up. That's good. Um, and then I, I, those were the only two that really like stuck out to me because they're such big numbers. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of just Blu-rays, DVDs that I've never watched. Most of them are like TV shows. Uh, get through those. I would love to finish like Smallville. Mm-hmm. Um, get caught up on Supernatural. Um, and then I just have a lot of books on my Kindle and like, I just bought another one today because Amazon finally had a book I wanted <laughs> on sale. It's like the first book of the holiday season. I've actually had something that was good. Yeah. Uh, I got Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace or however those names go, whatever order. Okay. But normally it's like 18 for the Kindle version. It was 2.99. Oh, nice. So it's considered one of those like modern classics, right? But like all their other shit they've had is like chick fiction, mm-hmm. romance, romance, or romance mm-hmm. have basically been all of their deals, right? And then like Ghost Out of Watchmen was the only one that actually wasn't a chick book, and its lowest it went was five dollars, which is bullshit because last year everything was like two ninety nine. It's like The Martian was two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. The new like anything that had just come out in the past month was two ninety nine. Yeah. And then this year they didn't they didn't do shit. So. <laughs> so screw you, Amazon. Screw you. But yeah, I think that's about it. Um Awesome. Obviously I've seen probably like fifty movies in the theater. Yeah. I don't I don't really wanna go beyond that. Right. You know, and then I have my non media goals of like 
20 more pounds to lose. And, okay. You know, I don't have my, I want to hook up with like at least one person per week of the year that I had like this year, which obviously ended right very early in the year, but I was close to that goal. I was like, <laughs> at like 30 by like february so oh it's fucking insane i remember that i I was close good for you meeting goals setting goals meeting them i know or i get close yeah close is close counts in my book damn it yeah awesome well those are great too very good so yeah, mine, mine are going to be, um, you know, website and uh, us related just because that's what I can. I know that I will be more driven to achieve because there's us working together. So um, in 2015, I think it's been such a successful year for us as a website and as a podcast because we started podcasting every week uh, since the Scream TV series started, which, man, when was that? That had to be, when was that? June or July. Yeah. Like that's, that's impressive. Half the year we've been podcasting every week. We only missed one week. Um, at, we've only not released a podcast one week since then. And that was a planned vacation. So that's, that's impressive. So my, my goal next year is to do at least another 40 podcasts, which would give us a week off every um every month if we wanted it or needed it and then at and the other goal would be to have at least 40 written reviews on the website i don't care what style or what form they are um but me personally i want to be able to contribute at least 40 written reviews on the website and again um you know that's one a week with one week off each month so i think those are very doable and i want to continue to build the uh, listener base and the uh, readership of Cinefessions and whether that's, you know, bringing in more people um, or whatever the case may be in the future, um, something that I definitely hope to do. So I don't know what the final numbers are for this year. And I don't know if I met my goal that will, I set for myself last year on the website, but I will find out probably within the next week here. And so I'll be able to give a, a set number of how many hit, you know, views I want to see on the website for next year. So it's been a really exciting year for Cinefessions and I can attribute all of that success to Chris and Ash. So thank you guys for having an awesome 2015 with me on Cinefessions. We really appreciate it. Uh, and, and Chris, Ash and I always uh, appreciate all of our listeners. So thank you guys for listening this year. Uh, hopefully you'll tune in next year with the first episode being the final review of Ash vs. Evil Dead. And then who the hell knows what we're going to do from there. Uh, we could jump into a film series. We could jump into another television series. We could do something completely different. Um, I don't know. And uh, so once we know, you guys will know, which hopefully we'll have something kind of in place by next week. And yeah, I guess that is that. On top of those, um, one I will say... I want to do also, which I didn't uh, write down, but I was thinking about it as you guys were, were talking about it. I I have a lot of video games and I very rarely beat video games. So if I could beat three video games next year, I would be happy. So I'm adding that one to my list. I want to beat at least three video games next year. And uh, that might seem like nothing to virtually everybody, but I just, I don't do it. And so I really want to focus in on trying to actually complete some video games. So... There we have it. 40 
40 podcasts next year, 40 written reviews, and beating at least three video games. Those are my three media-related New Year res- New Year's resolutions. So, very good. On top of that, in uh, you know real-world stuff, I do want to get back down. Right now, I, I, I've let myself bulk up, <laughs> fatten up, and I want to get down one more shirt size back to what I was. I feel more comfortable in uh, an extra large than I do in a double X. So I just want to get down to that, down to that two, uh, to that single X again, and that would be happy. That would make me happy if I was there by Christmas of 2016. So here is to a happy and healthy 2016. Ash, Chris, thank you guys for joining me tonight. It's fun. Always fun. Oh, definitely. Good. Um, I hope you guys have an awesome uh, New Year's Eve celebration. Are you planning anything fun? Doing anything on uh, New Year's Eve night? I work. And then okay. I, have to be, I have to be up for work at 1 a.m. So. Oh, lame. I might just stay up. And then there's literally a bar across the street from my work. So I could, <laughs> I could always just go there and then go to work. Because that's what all the other right. people do. So. <laughs> could do that. Then awesome. I would care even less. So I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hmm. Oh man. Uh, what about you, Ash? Uh, we haven't really planned anything. We were talking about uh, setting up a dinner menu for the two of us. So I don't know okay. what we're doing beyond that. If we're getting with friends or whatnot, we haven't really solidified it yet. Hopefully, I'm sure something. I'm sure something fun will turn up. So I'm going over to my uncle's house. My whole family will be there, and it's literally walk like. Walk down about seven houses and make a right about two houses, and I'm at his house, so I get to walk, which means I will be drinking and hopefully a lot. I just I want to get drunk this New Year's. I haven't done it in like a long time on New Year's Eve, so I really want to do that. Yes, just nude pictures. Woo! <laughs> oh, nobody wants any of that nonsense. I'll tell you that. But your wife does. Well, yeah, she's crazy though, so I can't. Uh, I can't, I can't say why, but (laughs) all right. Well, thank you guys. Uh, Ooh, that got really loud all of a sudden. I don't know what the hell happened. Talking about nude pictures. I got all excited, I guess, but (laughs) anyway. All right. So thank you guys for listening and uh, we hope you'll be back for 2016 and it's going to be a great year for the website and a great year for the podcast. And I hope you guys are around to listen and enjoy it. And uh, thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you next time.